0: Welcome to episode 87 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dade, and my co-host tonight is Les. This episode, we're finishing up our conversation from last week about the things that got us through pandemic times the past year. But first, let's talk about what we're drinking. So, Les, what's going on over there?
1: Well, I have been uh, sipping a polar grapefruit seltzer, which is the best seltzer just going to throw that out there it's the best i don't care what anyone else says um so i've been sipping on that i'm almost finished and then i'll switch over to some water i have been using all week long um i just wrote a review of them the doms fusion pencil they're tri- it's a triangular pencil with a matte grippy finish and oh, yeah. then it's got these metallic starbursts printed along the kind of working end and then silver foil doms fusion uh, extra super dark written on it and then a really fantastic end dip. Um, and they they oddly decided to go with – all of the pencils have red, blue, and green starbursts on them in, instead of just one color, which I just find weird, but I it's so weird I like it. And they wear off as you use it, which I know so many people really just want their pencils to look pristine from start to finish – Whereas I like it when the imprint starts to wear off, I just it's a good look. I like it when my my tools start to look used. Um, also I read an article about the Rose Art brand, uh, which does the Moon pencils and USA Gold, USA Platinum, and all of those pencils. Um, it's back in the original owner's hands, so uh, I don't know about you, but I haven't seen as many USA Golds out there um and hopefully we're going to see more of them around.
0: Yeah, I haven't I haven't looked, but interesting.
1: Yeah, you should check it. There. I linked the article in the show notes. It's a it's a pretty good article. It just kind of details the company and mm-hmm. the repurchase um from the from the investor that had purchased them. So that's that's pretty interesting. Um paper source. Wow, have you been following this at all, Dave?
0: I have. So actually, um, I don't know if it was you. I think you posted the link in RSVP. I did. Yeah. Um, and I remember when I saw it, I was like just about, I was laying down to go to sleep and I need to get better at using my phone right before bed. But here we are. (laughs) Um, and I like clicked on it and I was like, are you kidding me? And then I went down this rabbit hole of like reading people's stories about it. And like, it is not cool. Like I'm trying to use words that we won't have to edit out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but there was actually—did you see the rebuttal from the oh, person that owns?
1: Yeah, yeah. we're being okay. cyberbullied. <laughs> yes.
0: Also, the last statement she gave to like one of these—like I forget which article it was—I'll have to find it and put it in the show notes. She said, "You know, these are small business owners that don't understand how bankruptcy works." meaning think, like I, I you know big corporations it. do this all the time she's like big corporations file bankruptcy all the time you know they don't understand they can submit a claim if they don't get their full monies like, yeah, that's not no
1: the, way way to miss the point you jerk
0: right right the whole thing man messed it, up.
1: it's it's really messed up i will never personally shop at paper source again i no. think i've I think I've only shopped there a couple of times um, and in my younger years because paper source was in the, it was one of the few stationery stores around kind of where I went to college. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you you were able to buy journals at borders, uh, art supplies at God, what was it up there? I don't even remember what the art supply store was up there. Um, I think it would I think they had an AC more. God, uh, I'm dating myself. i am just um, gonna say. Yeah, so you know, we didn't have a lot of places where you could go and buy stationery, but Paper Source was in the mall and, you know, so I I've definitely been there and I've definitely gotten some gifts from Paper Source. And if the owner of Paper Source or the CEO or whatever the heck she is um thinks that cyberbullying, maybe you shouldn't do the things like take advantage of small companies and then not pay them maybe you should pay your bills i don't know if you, if you don't want i mean it's not cyberbullying when people are posting
0: the truth what also one <clears throat> one person wrote um paper source owes them $20,000 and for a five person company that's a lot of money yeah um and they were actually what makes it shady was they were putting rush orders on everything and yep. the one maker said they put a rush order or order on father's day cards which doesn't make sense
1: yeah So were they trying –
0: yeah, were they trying to get this product in before this? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not okay. It's just not okay. I – you know what? I'm, like I said, never going to buy there, shop there again, and I will encourage my friends and family not to go there either. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very sad and upsetting. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Anyhow, um, I – Also, so I posted a couple of reviews on a word processing app called NovelPad. Mm -hmm. Um, They have done some massive updates since I posted my reviews, which was only like two weeks ago. So they just came out with massive updates on it. And I I will post to the updates. I'm going to cut and paste it and and add it um, as an update to my reviews. But a lot of new stuff, including typewriter mode. Um, dark mode throughout. Um, they're doing uploads through um, Microsoft Word. So lots of good stuff uh, coming out for NovelPad. And I'm excited about that. Um, I, I'm really enjoying using that software. So it's it's just awesome. Um, so I, I think I've told you about what my wife and I do with Netflix. And I think I've talked about it on the show before. We, we tend to get Netflix for like a three-month like series of time during the winter Mm -hmm. Um, and we just binge everything that we haven't watched throughout the year while we have it. And I am now at the point where I've watched all of the stuff that I really wanted to binge or wanted to watch. And I'm also getting to the point where I'm not interested in TV. Um, I go through phases with TV as well, where like, you know, it's cold out and I just want to like kind of shut my brain off in front of the TV So I'm now getting to some of the Netflix originals that are from other countries. So they have overdubbed it with English and I don't – I think it's the same group of voice actors for everything on Netflix um, because I recognize some of the voices. And (laughs) oh, oh man, they're so bad. It's like – sort of like when you watch someone who's worked in theater worked on the stage who's suddenly like doing tv and they're just overacting that's all the voice actors in in some of these um shows i have been watching a belgian show called unit 42 which Mm -hmm. is their cyber crimes unit um and it's it's not great but the the voice acting on it The dubbing is so bad. It is so atrocious to the point where it's it's humorous to watch it. Um, And and it's not at all – the show deals with like murders and and all (laughs) kinds of awful stuff. But I'm like – as like I'm like watching the – because you can tell that the actors, the original actors are actually pretty good. Like you can see it in their mannerisms and how they're interacting with one another, but then you've got this voice acting over the top of it. That's just atrocious. And it's, it makes it funny, which there are some scenes where I've been like, that is, that is hilarious. And it's, it's just been a wrong thing to laugh at. Um, and have you, have you seen any of this sort of ads for Ginny and Georgia, the Netflix show?
0: I have not I've only heard about it like word of mouth through like friends but I I don't know about it totally.
1: Okay. So the when you see the ads on it for Netflix, the little intros when you when you click on it, it makes it look like it's this lighthearted comedy. Okay. Oh my god, it's not. <laughs> it <laughs> is. So there there's this like it's it's told from two perspectives. The daughter's name is Ginny, the mother's name right? Yeah, and the mother's name is Georgia. And so it's told from those two perspectives and you don't have a lot of information about the two characters at first. Um, and I, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone too much, but like George is a bit of a grifter. Um, you you kind of get the idea that some shady stuff has happened in her past. And then they slowly filter that in mm-hmm. throughout the story and and they do it through flashbacks. Um, And then they do the same thing with Ginny. Like you get the idea that she's like a super bright child and like, she's kind of like dark, but funny. Um, And then again, they like, like put more information in through time and they're showed like the back story through the two perspectives and it's done. It's, it's really good, but it is not lighthearted and the humor um, is tempered by how seriously dark the flashbacks are or the back vaccines um, to the point where I had to shut it off. I couldn't I couldn't watch another episode and there should be a content warning on it um, because there's um, some sexual assault. There's physical assault. There's a murder. There's self-harm. There's a lot of stuff like there there was this like one scene at the at the end of uh, the second episode where I was like, oh, oh, my God. Oh my God, I can't believe they actually showed that on camera. Um, it's kind of hidden what they're showing, but I, I, I half recommend it, but I also like r- temper that recommendation with there's some really, really dark stuff in this show. It's not lighthearted and fun entirely. Um, in a complete opposite of that, I watched Dumplin, which, uh, Jennifer Aniston plays a, um, beauty content beauty pageant winner from the 90s um and her daughter um it like enters a beauty pageant um and it's about kind of like body acceptance and her daughter's heavy she, um obviously it's jennifer aniston so she's not heavy and she's very into the pageant world her daughter is not um and it and then it also like as a twist and this i don't think gives anything away um, the people who kind of teach her how to be on stage are drag queens, um, which is just an epic kind of reveal, um, but it's not – you know it from the start that drag queens are involved. Um, and then the soundtrack is a whole lot of Dolly Parton. So Dumplin' like, was great. Everyone should go and watch it if you enjoy drag queens
0: so nice i'll have to yeah, add that to my list
1: i yeah i actually really i was not sure i was going to like it and i spent you know a good hour last night just laughing my butt off so i i Great. highly recommend it nice um and then next month so i don't know if anyone is really interested in doing camp nano um but uh camp nano is in april it's a little lighter weight version of nano You set your own word counts. You can they don't have as many strict rules. So um, I'm not sure if I'm going to try it or not. Um, I've been wanting to get back into writing. I haven't been doing uh, fiction writing for a couple of months now because when I get stressed out, I can't create when it comes to writing. So we're going to see what happens. Maybe I'll maybe I'll um, set up a thread in the group if I do do it. Um, But that's what I got.
0: What about you, Dade? Um, so I am now drinking water, but before when we did our pre-show combo, I was drinking a mini ginger ale. Um so that is that is that. I've been proud to say that I have not consumed a Keurig coffee in a month now. Oh, good for you. Um, I,
1: I, I will admit <laughs> that um I have needed extra caffeine during my workday and because we have a Keurig machine and Mm. Keurig cups, I have had (laughs) a couple of them and every single time I I think of you and also I have, I have a little bit of self-loathing for ingesting it.
0: Right. Right. Um, I, uh, you know, we still have it. I'm not going to get rid of a perfectly okay machine. Um, Gina is not the same when it comes to like coffee. So she happily uses it. Um, occasionally, when I'm like really in a rush for like a cup of tea, I'll just use it for the hot water. Um, but other than that, I've been I've been curry free. But I, speaking of coffee, actually, this is shocking, but I was so I saw that Dunkin' Donuts had avocado toast. What? And yeah, right. And I'm not a dunks kinda kinda guy, like really. Like I their coffee is just trash to me. Mm. Um, I just don't like it. I, I think also they struggle with consistency because yeah. I feel like every Duncan I go to is different. Like I feel like I'm going to an entirely different establishment. Um and I can't even tell you how many times I've ordered a mocha and they've given me chocolate milk. But we won't go there. <laughs> um yeah, not good. So yeah, they have they're trying to be like Starbucks, I think. So they also have cold foam, cold brew. I saw that. Yeah. So I a I, I love avocado toast. Um, I don't care what people have to say about avocado toast, but I love it. Um, and I was like, you know what? I, I have this, I've had this like partial Dunkin' gift card like in my Dunkin' app. Uh, you know that I was never gonna use. So I went there. And both items were actually pretty good. Um, the avocado toast was on a nice, hearty piece of sourdough. The avocado, the, the avocado was like smooth. It almost tastes like that. You know when you can buy like single serve avocado that's like already like in a packet. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah,
1: yeah, yep.
0: It's that. It was that consistency. They have it sprinkled with everything bagel seasoning and a little bit of lot, lemon juice. Hmm. Um, it is, it is worth a shot. Um, I will say that I got it twice. And the second time I brought it home and put some extra virgin olive oil and sriracha and then it was perfect. There you go. Um, yeah. And also the cold brew, totally, totally good. Like, yeah.
1: I, uh, I have to admit that, um, in comparing cold brew between like one of the like local places, uh Dunkin Donuts and Starbucks. Yeah. Obviously I enjoy the local place best. That yeah. like but like if you in terms of chain coffee, yeah. and cold brew, I prefer Dunkin Donuts cold brew over Starbucks every single time.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I I pretty much have to agree now that I've tried Dunkin's cold brew because um I think sometimes what happens at Starbucks is they sell out of cold brew and they just give you iced coffee. Yes, they do. I I feel that in my bones because sometimes I'll get it and it's not, I get cold brew for a reason. It's less acidic. Um, yeah. And yeah. so I know when I'm getting iced coffee, but with a couple of warnings with the Duncan, like I don't think you would anyway, but like if you try it with the cold foam, cold brew, like the, they ask you like, do you want cream and sugar? Like, no, like no. Um, because the, I don't know if you ever got a Starbucks cold foam, cold brew before.
1: I but, have I have not, um, but also I can't ingest sugar like that. So,
0: so that's what's good for me at least about the cold foam cold brew is it's not super sweet and the coffee kind of cuts it. Um, but regardless, um, the coffee itself is good. Just I forgot that Dunkin's medium is like Starbucks large.
1: Yes, <laughs> gargantuan. Yeah, so,
0: gargantuan. I, yeah, so I, I got a small this time. But no, that was a tangent. But I I wanted. To share my excitement.
1: So uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off of your tangent with another tangent. So sure. My my partner regularly walks to the Dunkin' Donuts near our house because we have one very very close, but she always pre-orders via the app. Yeah. And so the last four times she's been in, she's gone to pick up her her coffee and her donuts. Yeah. And she always checks because she there was. And it's happened the last four times she's got in. She opens up the bag that's supposed to have donuts in it. And there are no donuts. What? Yeah. So they she she, she'll she'll pick it up and then she'll go she'll go back and she'll be like, there are no donuts in my bag. They're like, oh, yeah, we were out of jelly. And She's like, you were you left an empty bag folded as if there were donuts in it next to my cup of coffee. Like, why? Like what With no, no, there's no notification. There's no information on the bag saying there's no donuts in there. You were just gonna let me walk out without my donuts. Right. And and she's like, like it's, it's not like they're expensive. She's like, but still, like I, I ordered donuts for a reason because I'm hungry and right. you know sugar. So, <laughs> so she's like, I'm like, just go to go like we have like four. Go to right. a different Dunkin' Donuts. She's like, but this right. is the closest one. Right. But every single time she goes in, they like
0: she's missing a donut like but do they refund her the money no they still charged
1: her for the donut they just give like
0: there's like an empty
1: bag sitting next to her coffee folded over as if there's a donut in it but it's empty oh my
0: god that's the most bizarre thing
1: she's like as if i'm not going to notice when i when i pick up the bag that it's empty there's nothing in it except napkins
0: right like what's wrong with you people it it's got to be like someone who's never had a job before. Please tell me it's like a teenager that this is the first job because I don't know of any human that would have that <laughs> logic.
1: Nope, it's someone who's been there forever.
0: Yikes! So yeah. <laughs> um. Wow. Um. So yeah. So what else is new in my world? So not much. I mean, I'm. You know, I've been really busy because I. I actually I didn't tell you this off air. Um. I found I got confirmed for my second year field placement so it is at the place where i interviewed um and it's the place i wanted so i'm excited um i'm not gonna say where but it's in college mental health which is something that i if i don't private practice it'll be that um so that's fun um but it's like that home stretch where i haven't done stuff throughout the year so now i gotta play catch up like I think I had to, like, bang out, like, six, like, process recordings last week. So, um, there's that. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Um, you know, you went through it. Um, and so I really haven't had time to, like, enjoy stuff, but a couple cool things have happened. I had custom ordered a original Game Boy, uh, about a month ago, and... It finally came in the mail, actually, this morning. And so I opened it up, and it is beautiful. I certainly didn't need it, um, but I fell in love with it when I saw it. It's actually—the shell was custom-designed by one of my favorite artists named Mizukat. Um, I'll put a link to the Etsy shop where I got the Game Boy and a link to the artist. Um, She came up with this design, and it sold, like— it's not like what I have is not one of a kind. Um, so the person I bought it from is someone who modifies Nintendo game boys, like adds a backlit screen, better resolution, that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, so it's super awesome and beautiful and I love it and I can't wait to use it. And it's even just like a conversation piece. Like it's a display piece. That's really kind of one of the reasons I got it. Um, so I'll put that in the show notes. Um, and I finally finished my Pokemon video game collection. I know last time I was kind of talking about that. Mm. There was one game left I had to buy and it, it finally, I found one that wasn't a bajillion dollars cause people are ridiculous and I bought it. So nice. yeah, it's, it's about, all, it's all about the the collections and maybe this is like I don't know how, but it could be a topic. Maybe we've talked about it before, like collecting, but like I have a lot of big thoughts on that. I I took personal inventory of my various collections and hobbies and and I have a lot of feels about that. I'll put it there. I don't wanna take over the show with my thoughts. But um but yeah, it feels good. You know, like I'm sure you you acquire things less, like when you find that piece you were really looking for, or like you know, you find something that you've wanted for a long time at a reasonable price, like yeah. it's that feel-good feel. So um, I started my island over um, in Animal Crossing, which for those of you out there that have played Animal Crossing, I know a couple folks in the group did or may still have. That's something I actually want to – I'll make a post about it, but those of you that do play, it'd be really cool to exchange friend codes and come visit each other. But it was – On the, uh, this podcast will be out by that time, but it was the 20th that Animal Crossing came out. And, you know, we're going to talk about things that got us through the pandemic. That was one of the things that got me through. And so Mm. I'll say more about that later. But, but yeah, it's, it's the one year anniversary of Animal Crossing. So, and finally, I've been playing World of Warcraft. I decided to, um, I'm trying to not get too nerdy. So world of Warcraft has two versions. There's a Mm -hmm. classic version. Um, the classic version is the version that was originally released. And so it's a version that's not, the population is not full of like the upper tier gamers that are super like, like your job must be gaming to keep up with people kind of crowd. Um, so I joined a guild in, in wow classic and I've been making new friends. And so that's, that's what I've been doing in my free time. It's, I'm noticing and maybe you can relate to this less that the more I spend time talking all day, the more I want to do hobbies that involve just like not talking. Yeah, and like zoning <laughs> out. Like like just like like I want to do something that's not brain heavy and mm-hmm. also that's kind of like an individual activity um with 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 contact with others, but I'm in control of it. Um,
1: I think it evens out, um, as you become more accustomed to talking all day. Um, at least for me anyway, there, there are things that I want to do that are social with my peers versus, um, and certainly right now, I mean, this is kind of sliding (laughs) into the new, the, the main topic, so I'll, I'll let it go for a second, but, um, Certainly there are, there are things that I would like to do that are social versus, you know, zoning out. Um, I think right. as you become more accustomed to the workload, um, and to the talking load, um, that, that kind of fades a little bit.
0: Yeah. Cause sense. right now I feel like the end of every day, I just need an hour to like be in silence, like away from everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess the only final thing and what's new and then we can get right into the topic is, um, at least in my state and you live in my state less, so you can relate. Mm-hmm. Um, I became eligible for the vaccine because I am a student intern that works with, uh, like a school population. So I was able to register to be on the waiting list. Um, nice, because I was tired of logging on every morning and I was like, number 40,000 out of, like, you know, 100,000 people waiting in line to attempt to schedule an appointment. But hopefully I will be vaccinated by summer, um, because I think it would be really cool for us to, like, see each other. Absolutely.
1: I have. So I – this is tangential, but it's also part of the main topic in a way. Um, So – One of the things that's gotten me through this sort of tail end of the pandemic is getting started and making more plans for my garden. Um, Mm -hmm. I know last year, you know, I, I grew super hot peppers and sold them through, through my Instagram. Um, And this year I got my partner to let me turn half of our backyard into garden space. We've talked a little bit about that, I think in the last episode. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't remember when we had the conversation about tomatoes and you suggested Rutgers.
0: Yeah. Jersey tomatoes.
1: Yeah. Jersey tomatoes. So I got them started. So I put nice. my, my seeds into damp paper towels cause I paper towels sprout everything first. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are, I just got to wait for them to start. And then I have a lot of them and hopefully, once you are vaccinated, because I'm already vaccinated, mm-hmm. um, we can get together and I can give you some tomato plants.
0: Right. It'd be great if our partners were also fully vaccinated and we could hang out together.
1: I know. That would be amazing. Um, but my my partner is not on the list yet of mm. people who can, um, based off right. of work,
0: get the vaccine. So We shall see. But I, keep working. I I like – You know, and I guess we can get into the main topic because this is related and I think it's a conversation I don't want to stop having. Um, (laughs) You know, one thing that's been getting me through the pandemic, at least at the tail end, like you said, is like thinking about stuff that is within reach. You know, I think I think what's been hardest for me is to look at my Facebook memories from this Uh. year and to see, like, oh, we're going into a two-week lockdown. How am I going to, you know, like, give me yeah. tips on how to, like, get through this. And here we are a year later. Yeah. Um. And so thinking now, like, knowing that that my vaccine is, is soon-ish and my wife will be fully vaccinated by the end of next week, um, it gives me hope. And so yeah. looking forward to, like, thinking about – you know, a nice warm July weekend where I'm sitting in your backyard, eating a tomato sandwich with you <laughs> <laughs> or even that's, better,
1: a, a BLT. There we go. There we go. That's, that's a plan. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, you know, I'm with you. Like I'm also like thinking about the future, like, um, my parents just had their first vaccines. Uh, mm-hmm. like my, my mom got hers and then a week later, my dad got his. So in a couple of weeks they're going to be fully vaccinated. So, right, right. you know, even though my partner is not vaccinated yet, I will be able to go up there and visit, which is very exciting to me. Cause I haven't seen them. I think I saw them last July, right before, um, their state had a massive outbreak. So, uh, mm-hmm. You know, I had been recently tested. I went up and visited. Um, There weren't any outbreaks in their county. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there was a there was a wedding incident that kind of spread it throughout their their county and um, the areas around them. Mm -hmm. So that's that was that was difficult. Um, And because I haven't been able to see them. So,
0: yeah, I was actually in Maine when that happened. I was in a gunkwit. Yeah. And that was a mess.
1: It was a huge mess. Um because it was so unnecessary. Totally. But that's how it,
0: it always that's works, how it is, happened, right? Yeah. Um so going just kind of picking up where we left off, mm. looking at the comments some folks made um when we put that Facebook post out there. You know, Karen said, "Yoga keeps me sane and stretches out what is what has been sitting all day working from home." And I think that that the more I talk to people, the more I hear about this work from home kind of rhythm of, of you know, being sitting, sitting down all day, there's not much time to like go exercise. And so I, someone who does not usually do yoga, I actually do that in between in the 10 minutes I have to like, take a breather. I'll do like a pose or a stretch. Um, mm. And so I've heard that a lot from folks. And so I think that that physical activity is definitely something um, that has helped people.
1: When we were first doing the work from home thing uh, mm-hmm. before they called us back into the office, um, my former supervisor had made basically sent us all out an appointment for God, I think it was like one thirty or two o'clock in the afternoon. And the appointment each day of the week had a different like seven minute yoga stretch. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and we and it was like it was weird thinking okay so i am here in my house my coworkers in her house mm-hmm. my other coworkers in her apartment and we're all doing this yoga together but apart cuz literally an alarm would go off <laughs> and and then it was like it's stretching time and right. you know it felt really weird to know that we were all doing these things together but separate um sure Sure but I actually kind of miss that we're not doing that and I might see what happens if I send out a similar link to my current co-workers and see what happens
0: hmm yeah no definitely because I think for me what's been hard is the back to back to back appointments where some days especially when I have to work I'm in the chair from 8 a.m till 7 p.m with very yeah. little break and that's yeah. hard um you know, it's not like I can go somewhere else to do this. Um, you know, there's privacy concerns. And so, like, yeah. I can't just go to a – plus it's cold. I can't sit outside somewhere. So. Yeah. Um, and one other thing that Karen said that I think is important to – I don't want to not mention it is, you know, she had said that working been home has been the gift I've always wanted. Um, mm. And that, you know, she's pretty introverted and has some anxiety. Um, and I think, you know – for you know i i can relate as someone with anxiety and also you know she said she's more productive efficient and just a better person um and then just getting so much time back from not commuting um i think has been big for some folks and i think this whole work from home thing you know i think if there's any positive um this is working proof That so many disability activists have called for for years, the ability to be accommodating and have people work from home, that it can happen and things won't burn down and it's efficient. And so I'm hoping that this creates change in the way workplaces um, accommodate their employees. Yeah. You know, Um, so, yeah.
1: I have to say that um, I'm trying to think of how I can say this without completely throwing – um under the bus. So I'm trying to like think of how I could say it. Um when I was working from home, it worked really really well for me. You know, I would Yeah. I would I would have a have a session and then I would get up, I would walk around and move around. Um and then when they called us back into the office, they required us to be in the office. Um I I really it's it's a, it's less the work-life balance and more the It wasn't really necessary uh, to call us back into the office at that time. Right. And um, we were told it was because we don't know what you're doing outside of the office Um, in in the downtime. It's like, okay, so I'm going to do the exact same thing when I'm in the office. And now that I'm in the office, literally when I get done with a group, I get up, I walk across the building, I've got – in, in a far room, um, because it's it's me there mo- most days, I have a yoga ball, and I stretch my back out, and I do some, like, movement, so... Yeah, there's something about...
0: I have strong feels about a workplace that says, you have to be here because we don't know what you're doing at home. Like, yeah. you hired me, so if you don't have the trust in me to be able to do my job, um, then why am I here? Like, you know, and that's I, I've heard that story from a lot of folks. It's it's frustrating for sure.
1: And, you know, to be fair, I'm sure that there are a fair number of people out there who are misusing their time. Oh,
0: and for, not doing work, work things. Um, I mean, have I done something else during a pretty big meeting? Maybe. Um, but you
1: do that anyway, whether you were in the office or not.
0: Correct. You know? I would be zoning out and sketching on a piece of paper or something like Yeah. You know, um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely a complicated thing, but I have appreciated being able to work from home. But I am also worried about what I've I don't know what to really, call. I guess, reintegration into society. It feels weird to say that. But uh, knowing in the fall, I will be in person with Mm -hmm. my field placement, doing therapy in person for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. is a little scary and so you know there's that side of it too
1: yeah when i first went back i i i think i might have mentioned this to you i felt feral I was like, I, I'm like yeah, a feral yeah. animal. I have like, right. you know, I I'm I'm afraid of people, and I'm like, you know, dressed like a bum, and right. um, you know, <laughs> so like there was like a fair amount of like, okay, I've got to become more accustomed to being around people, and I just decided, okay, because I'm not around clients, and you know, direct care staff in my particular company were allowed to wear jeans and sneakers, um, so I just decided, okay, I'm not I'm not gonna wear dress pants. I'm going to wear Jeans, sneakers, and a t-shirt with a sweater over it or, you know, a button down over it. And right, right. Just because, like, I I needed to reintegrate and, you know, it's not necessary for me to be dressed up. Um, right. So.
0: Yeah. No, for but, sure. So what else? Uh, a lot of folks said that podcasts and virtual meetups have been a thing. Um, Mark and Lenore said this group was a lot of it for me, so podcast. Um, and, you know, I think that kind of falls into that keeping connections with people that, that Carol brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, I guess I'll start with the podcast. Podcasts have really gotten me through as well, because number one, there's the, the side of the podcast of me making a podcast. So there's that yeah. activity for me that has been helpful, but also discovering new podcasts and because I'm working from home, there there are times when I'm not, you know, connected with somebody. And so I'm at my desk and it's been great to just throw on a podcast, you know, and to have it as my background soundtrack to things. Um, so definitely, definitely podcasts. I've been listening to a lot of true crime podcasts. Oof. I can't do yeah, those. I, I find so... I'll have to, I'll I'll find the links and I'll put them in in the show notes, but like not the true crime. That's like investigation discovery channel, true crime, where it's just like all about murder. Mm. Um, It's more of like the psychological side of things that is interesting to me um, for obvious reasons. But yeah, it's, it's usually, it has to be when I'm in a headspace for it, but that's really the new stuff that I've, I've, I've found. And virtual meetups, I know did one RSVP virtual meetup, I think like what was that? Like at the end of the summer.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um you know, it wasn't it was kind of hard, like, you know, because I think internet was an issue for some folks and just general internet issues and lag and so but I've had success with other meetups, you know, and and it's funny because when this all started, I really dreaded having any kind of virtual meeting with anybody. Like it was painful. Like I I was just like, I don't want to do this, but I have to because this is my job. Where now it's like, hey, can we can we hop on Zoom? It's so much easier.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So that's really changed in me. And so being able to meet up, I've, you know, my my classmates in grad school, it's a perfect example. A lot of them are on the West Coast right now. Mm. And so being able to, to meet up with them because I've never met them in person because we have went to school remotely last year. Um, so, yeah, it's really been great to meet up with folks. And also, I guess for me, my gaming communities, there have been some virtual meetups, which have been really cool. Just like getting to know people a bit more around your hobby. Like Mark said, like virtual pen pencil meetups like we kind of know each other through Facebook but like to really meet with someone and talk to them is just a different kind of experience.
1: Yeah, I um I have a a coworker that I went to grad school with, and she and I just r- randomly will get on meet and, <laughs> and and talk like we would like yeah. sort of like the way in person I would just pop into a coworker's office like sure, she'll sure. just suddenly pop up on my screen and be like hey Les what's up. Right. So right. and that's something like that before this, I would have been like, oh, hell no, we are not. There's video. You'd send me a text message. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. None of this video stuff.
0: Right. 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 But
1: I actually um, I actively enjoy it now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like Bill had said, um, a weekly Zoom chat with friends to keep things light, you know, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what I feel like has replaced the let's go out after work for you know, some dinner or let's go grab a coffee.
1: Yeah.
0: And just have those like slice of life conversations with people, like how are things going and, you know, catching up on, on your friendly gossip that you might have, or, you know, Carol makes a good point too, about like rituals and reaching out to people. And Mm
1: -hmm.
0: this, I read this line several times because it really resonated with me, acknowledging that things might not always be perfect. Yeah. That, that to me is, I think something that, that I, I wish I could do more. Um, but, but yeah, like knowing that I, I guess before this time, you know, you, you have those friends who are, are not always reliable and it's kind of disappointing, but now it's like putting things in context. Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself being gentler with not just myself, but with the people that are in my life. So yeah, like, you know, yeah, things might not be perfect and I might not, you might not, you know, remember that we had a meeting, but, uh, you're here and you're doing the best you can. And so, so yeah, that, that really resonated with me. Let's see what else. Uh, Amy, uh, wrote that, um, they kept a journal and a sketchbook, which was started with no intention, but started, um, but ended up being sort of an alchemy that turned into the terrifying grind of lockdown parenting into kind of a fairy tale that made me laugh. Um, (laughs) I love Amy's artwork. And (laughs) so, um, So yeah, that that was cool. And also, Tina brought up online art classes too. So art and creation again has been, you know, a common theme here. And I don't art really. Um, It's just not. I I think we've talked about this many times. I get really stressed out Mm -hmm. um, by arting. If that's I don't (laughs) think arting is a word. I made it up. Um, But yeah, like, how have you? You know, you're you. an artist like how have you been over this pandemic
1: um you know it's interesting i i had a few phases of where i drew from life so i i did a series of drawings like pen and ink drawings and watercolors of my peppers Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so there there were a few of those i had some like postcards that i made of them i don't know if i sent them out uh i might just have them like sitting in a box here because sometimes that's what happens with my artwork (laughs) but um in terms of like actual like making art on a regular basis that kind of fell by the wayside for me um and I did more writing
0: yeah and I think um like Amy said that um they filled three identical Moleskine classic pocket-sized notebooks but yeah I can I can totally see that um for me actually the writing part In the beginning, I found myself doing that. But as time Mm. went on, I guess it was it's hard to explain, but it was too active of an activity for me. Mm -hmm. Like I needed something with less. um, That's why I just kind of reverted to dissociating into YouTube or video games. (laughs) Um, Um,
1: Going off your YouTube, um, one of the things I discovered during the pandemic is there is a. Um, I believe he's he's Finnish um, and his wife, um, and Ooh, yeah. they. I think we've talked. Have, have, we yeah. mentioned this off, offline yeah. offline last time, um, but it's the Hydraulic Press channel on YouTube. And this couple just basically crushes something in giant hydraulic presses, and then his exclamations of like when things blow up are is just epic. And then his wife in the background is just cackling with glee as things explode. Uh, it's just it, it's it's fantastic. Um, and he like refers to it as um, Finnish redneck. Stuff, but he he uses uh, different words that we would have to ding out here. Um, And I just like I will watch four or five of those at a like one after another, and just like the their enjoyment of crushing stuff is just so great to watch.
0: Yes, Uh, I've I've seen it too. It's it's I love when they crush things that are really squishy, and it creates like all kinds of like weird shapes and.
1: Hockey pucks are really cool when yeah. they get smashed. Um, yes. And CDs. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of the coolest things is playing cards because you don't expect them to explode. But they do. They right. explode. Paper explodes in a hydraulic press. Who yes. knows?
0: Right? I had no idea. <laughs> it's the content that you need to see.
1: It really, yeah. I'll, I'll, I will see if I can find a link for the show notes. And
0: What's really interesting is I actually found them a couple of years ago and to see how it went from like this like very niche kind of like, hey, I have a hydraulic press. What do you think will happen if I crush this thing? To now they have, I think, over a million like subscribers and like this is their job now.
1: Yeah, and they get um, – I'm trying to remember like they get um, sponsors. So like video, their videos are sponsored now right and it's wild so like people pay them money to do
0: this right. it's I just it's love phenomenal it. um so yeah it's that's a great example like i youtube for me is either i'm watching really nerdy videos on how to play a particular video game that i'm playing or random stuff like soap cutting or kinetic sand <laughs> making yeah um or hydraulic pressing <laughs> so yeah
1: that and food Um, I watch Emmy made in Japan. I think I've heard of that. I think I've told you about her before. She does these like she does cooking videos, but she also tastes um, like MREs and um, God, she does super spicy noodles. So Mm -hmm. she 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 like eats stuff on camera, but she also cooks. Um, So she'll try things from like TikTok
0: and test them out and tell you what they taste like. So speaking of MREs, there's a channel another thing it's just a down-to-earth guy who it's his his channels like steve mre 1989 he he collects mres but he also consumes them and he does it in a way that's like authentic to like the time period so he'll have Mm. like a metal like a metal tray and like he ate an mre that was 100 years old oh Um, yeah he it's he's really cool um and he talks about the few times the mres made him sick um and he won't need something that's obviously rancid, but, but yeah, it's just really cool to open up an MRE from like the forties and see that like there's cigarettes in there and like, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, all those other things. So, and there was something else I wanted to, there's something else I thought of that you, when you were talking.
1: What well, while MRE, you're thinking, that, um, yeah. so, um, my partner and I watched James Hoffman, who is, we, we lovingly call him coffee douche. Um, because he is so like into coffee, um, and he does these reviews of coffee products, different coffees, but he tried a, he got uh, coffee. Someone gave it to him. That was from the forties. Mm-hmm. They found a tin of ground coffee from the forties and he tried it on camera, but he'll, he regularly will buy coffee products that are vintage on eBay mm. And then make them. So That's like awesome. he, he got a classic Melita coffee cup set and, uh, pour over, mm-hmm. um, with a, with a little glass carafe. Um, and he made the coffee, mm-hmm. um, that was in the set. It had never been opened. <laughs> and, um, and just the look of like, this is so foul, uh, <laughs> on his face, uh, was just, it's just epic watching him. But then he also does, um, recipes for making syrups and drinks so his and i know this is going to label me as basic he does a pumpkin spice syrup Mm -hmm. recipe that uses juiced pumpkin oh so i've made it and it is amazing it is so good so coffee douche everyone should watch coffee douche um (laughs) And enjoy when he is horrified by gross coffee.
0: I remember what I was going to say. There's this also new trend where um, British people are trying American food for the first time.
1: Oh, yeah. The, the um, Irish yeah. people try or the, the try channel
0: Well, this this girl I saw it last night, she was on TikTok. She was 21. She had never heard of ranch dressing before. Oh, um, gross. And she tried it, and she's like, "This is the best thing I've ever had <laughs> um, because American food is quite different um like I have some friends from the u k that traveled here, and like it was hilarious because they were taking pictures inside of like Walmart because it was so fascinating to them that we had so many like candy choices yeah um so yeah
1: well I we Chris and I have a friend um from um Denmark who comes over and visits regularly and her favorite thing in the world are American dive bars. So when she comes to visit, that's basically the only thing we do is every night she's here, we go to a different dive bar in the community and she has She has a favorite one in the area. So we, every time she's here, we go to that dive bar. So we've been, we have, we have been to every dive bar, um in Salem, Beverly, Essex like all along the coast um and so in addition to dive bars we also go and get seafood um because it's just it's and she's like we don't have this in in Denmark we just we don't we don't have the same sort of like divey bars that you do and she just loves going to them so it's it's like I'm like every time she comes by I'm like don't you want to go to like Turner's or like some of the more upscale places?
0: She's like, no, really want to go to the anchor. That's really funny. It's hilarious. Um, in the same kind of theme of like writing and all that stuff, um, Lisa wrote writing letters to people. And I think we talked about this last episode too, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't do that and I, I always want to, but I always drop the ball. I also feel really bad because people write me such lovely letters and I don't write back. Um, yeah, we definitely talked about this last time because I yeah, told you not to so, feel bad about it. <laughs> right, totally. Um, we we already kind of uh, Karen P talked about YouTube. Me, uh, we we, we kind of went through that.
1: Um, we went off on a tangent about that.
0: We went on a tangent and we actually addressed one of the comments. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if there's there's anything. You know, I mean, I think. Like I said before, when we were talking about what we were consuming, one thing that got me through, because I guess maybe we can do that. What got us through was Animal Crossing. It sounds really weird, and like, oh well. no but it, it was this phenomenon that like, even so, I bought my wife a Nintendo Switch and Animal Crossing because I was like, she will totally love it. We can, it's something we can do together, and like, my wife played a video game. Now, if you knew my wife, that's a, that's shocking. <laughs> um she's not a gamer and so it was a way like it was like that summer where everyone played pokemon go and so it was like an escape you know you you had your island and you had neighbors and it was just it was like i, I know they didn't predict it i mean the game was in pro- you know production for three years before it came out but like what a time for a game like that to come out mm. it was almost like serendipitous that like here's a lockdown but here's the game Is actually pretty much a life sim, but you're friends with adorable animals. So, yeah, that really, you know, it really kind of was a good distraction for me. Sometimes that's what you need. I think a lot of times when you think about what are the things that got me through something, Mm -hmm. a lot of times people are thinking about like you need to do something or there's this like, and this is really just an American, I feel this idea of being productive all the time. And like, that's not always necessary. And so for me, it was just being in the moment and just, you know, every day is a new day kind of thing. And I still kind of do that every day is a new day. Like, like I try not to think about the next day until before bed when I look at my calendar to see what's coming up. Um, Mm -hmm. Because really, that's when you're in the house. Like like I left the house once last week. Um, when you're in the house that much, uh it's kind of good to compartmentalize and do that. So I don't know, but you know, what about you? How do you want to wrap this up, Les? Any
1: Yeah, I, I think that the idea of um the productivity, American sense of productivity and always doing something, um, was something that I kind of let go of over the pandemic. And the idea that I always needed to be doing something um, that produced something, um, I think that definitely weighed on me um, as a a person, as someone who generally considers themselves to be productive um, Mm -hmm. and does a lot of things and has a lot of hobbies. um, I kind of scaled back, I think, on a lot of my hobbies and really focused on the things that I felt were interesting and helpful for me. So, so. Focusing on the writing and the creative aspect of writing Um, and then drawing from life, drawing, drawing my peppers um, and then allowing myself to shut my brain off with YouTube and with TV, which is not something that's typical for me. I'm not um, I think we've talked about the fact that I often have a lot of difficulty sitting through TV shows and movies like I'm the person who, you know, 20 minutes into a movie is like up and doing something yeah I just I don't concentrate on it, and it's like okay i'm I'm not overly interested into it in this, and they haven't gotten to the point yet, so I'm done um, whereas I prefer TV shows that have have more depth of character um and I can kind of get into it a bit, so yeah, kind of like allowing myself to enjoy things in a different kind of way has been something that's been really important and good for me, I think um and and letting go of the need to produce. And I think like gardening, while gardening has a production piece at the end, um, you know, definitely trying to grow things because I'm going to enjoy eating them. But there's this aspect of gardening of not knowing. You know what I mean? Like you like I could go out and at the end of August and rabbits could have eaten everything in my garden. Um, and, you know, that would suck, but it, that's, you know, you leave it up to chance. Um, or, you know, bugs could come in and just devour everything. Um, so there's this, like, element of chance, I think, that I also embraced over the pandemic. Um, and maybe not stressing out about it, maybe letting go of perfection and perfectionism a bit.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah i I will have to wholeheartedly agree with you. There's still that palpable discomfort of not quote unquote getting things done yeah, um, I think that's just socialization and living in a society that like your value is based on what you produce sometimes so yeah i i'm I'm right there with you unless you have anything else. I think this might be a good place to stop we're We're at like around an hour.
1: We are indeed.
0: So, so yeah, um, as always, I just really want to thank everyone for their support, especially during pandemic times. Um, mm. You know, it's, it's really great to, to get that support. And I just want to thank all of you. All of you are special to me. I'm not super active in the group because I admittedly am not very active on Facebook as much. Like I'll post something like to my own page and then just kind of disappear for a couple of days. Um, so, you know, but I do read everything and I do see it and it, it really, it's that bright spot in the otherwise sometimes cesspoolish nature that Facebook has, um, and so the best way to love us back is to let people know about the show. Or if you haven't, give us um, a rating on your favorite podcast listening platform. I actually recently, since I've been using iTunes a little bit more, I read some of the reviews and we even got a review at the end of last year and it was positive. Ooh. We've only had like one not so great review and it was about the audio and I totally agree. So I can't complain. <laughs> um But, yeah, give us a review. Um, It helps more people see us. And, um, you know, maybe drop a link to one of your favorite episodes. Um, And just let people know why you like us. You know, so many times, like, I'll see someone post, like, a link, but there's no explanation to it. And so I'm not going to click on that link. So. Or you can just keep showing up and listening because that's important too. But yeah, you can find us at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. But you can find me, Dade, at weeklypencil.com. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Weekly Pencil. Les, what about you?
1: You can find me at comfortableshoesstudio.com, Facebook at Comfortableshoesstudio, Instagram, and Twitter at Original LC harper.